From Future Founders HQ in the podcasting studio at 1871 in downtown Chicago, this is The Insider. Your fast pass for the latest news, tools, and debates for young entrepreneurs. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, to the Future Founders podcast. My name is Kelly. I'm part of the Future Founders crew here in Chicago, and we've got a very special podcast today. I'm here with a alumni of our fellowship program, Andrew Glantz. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Before we dive in and talk about press, I was just hoping you could give listeners a little bit of an introduction into your business and your time here with Future Founders. I founded the company Gift a Meal in October 2015 when I was a student at WashU. The basic premise is that Gift a Meal is a mobile app, and each time someone takes a photo at one of our partner restaurants, we make a donation to a local food bank to help give a meal to someone in need. So it's free for users to take a photo on the app and download it and everything. And the way we get our money is from restaurants paying us a monthly subscription to be on the app. Um, And then we make donations from that monthly subscription each time somebody takes a photo and the rest we keep as profit. So we're a for-profit social venture. Went through the Future Founders Fellowship in 2016. Uh, So that was right after we had launched and gotten some initial early traction and we're looking to grow uh, and then can kind of participate in the alumni program since then and helped grow us to where we are today. Excellent. Well, yeah, thank you again for joining us. And obviously, uh, Gifted Meals had a really great journey so far. I imagine like any social venture, you're pretty reliant on press as far as driving your um, awareness of your mission and awareness of your venture. And so I was wondering to start here, if you had a, an actual memory of the first piece of press you ever received for Gifted Meal. The first big piece of press we got was from the St. Louis Business Journal, um, which was the second week of October after we had launched. And with that, we had just kind of been reaching out cold through the email that was uh, for an editor on the St. Louis Business Journal website, reached out, and they uh, emailed us some questions for an interview. We emailed back answers. They put together the article and posted it. And so surprising how easy it was. And especially as an early stage business, that was something that was super helpful for us in terms of not just getting the word out for users and restaurants, but also to establish our credibility, whether we, when we were applying for pitch competitions or grants, um, or eventually looking for investors and applying to accelerators and things like that. The media definitely helped with our credibility. So it sounds like you had early on had a pretty good understanding of just how important press would be for the business. In terms of I guess, determining what types of press would be relevant, were you pretty selective in those early days in terms of which uh, publications and journalists you were targeting, or was it just kind of anyone and everyone you could find, just trying to get the message out any way you could? It varied. So at the beginning, we were kind of reaching out to all relevant media. So we looked up kind of a spreadsheet of all media in St. Louis, and then we went through to try to see which ones applied to us, and then we would reach out to them, but we weren't that persistent with it. Um, we just kind of focused on the core few. And then once we kind of went through those and we thought, okay, we don't want our story to get stale and they've already written about us until we have another major update, they're probably not going to write about us again. So we looked into other media outlets that we could get some publicity in and whether they're things like podcasts or blogs or um, anything like that to then looking at more national media as well that we could get included in. So whether it was an entrepreneur magazine article or a Forbes article, 
um, or something like that. There's a lot of media that are looking for examples for their stories, like 10 social impact startups that get back in the food space or something like that, that we could be a good fit for. So we kind of kept our eye out for those opportunities as well and expanded our scope after that initial reach out. Very interesting. And you, you bring up a, a really big point, I think, when we're talking about press is, is that, you know, you mentioned story. And I think that's part of something that everyone needs to think about, especially scrappy entrepreneurs that don't necessarily have a PR agency or even a, you know, a PR person at their company to start. And it's, it's about remembering that the, you know, the journalists and the publications you're talking to, like anything else, you know, they have customers they're looking to serve and they serve those customers with engaging content and stories. And so, you know, I've always believed that the more you can help them do their jobs and really try to help them envision that story uh, when you're doing this type of outreach, the more likely you are to to create that connection and get them interested in, in your business. In terms of the, the gift a meal story, either then or now, if it's changed, you know, what what are kind of the key points you focus on when you're you're doing this type of outreach and, and how do you craft that story to get journalists excited about uh, potentially featuring you? Yeah, good question and point. I mean, I think that's something that's super important for any startup founder when reaching out to the press is writing the press release for the uh, media. So we actually write the full story for them with quotes from me and a quote from our restaurant, a quote from our partner food bank in it. So they can basically copy and paste the story uh, to make it as little work as them for possible because you are giving them content. And so if you make it super easy for them to copy and paste, uh, maybe at, they ask a couple of follow-up questions to tweak it, then it's a lot more likely to get the story written. And so with that, we make sure to write this, the press releases in a way that does tell a unique story. And so we always kind of have that one big point that we're trying to bring across in a press release, whether it's startup that's giving back has reached 300,000 meals provided or something that's about an award that we've won and the impact that award will have for us going forward. And with that, we always make sure to include uh, little snippets of data or updates that are something that can be unique and exciting depending on which medium that we're in. So there's more of a foodie magazine that we're trying to get in. Then we'll have more quotes from restaurant owners that we work with because that would be something that's more interesting to their readers and make it more likely they actually write about it. If it's the St. Louis Business Journal, maybe we'll focus more on case studies that we've done, a tangible value that we've brought to restaurants or um, our growth numbers from saying we were at 100 restaurants six months ago and now we're at 165 restaurants. And uh, that's something that their readers will like in terms of the growth and our impact on the, on the entrepreneurial community and winning awards and stuff like that. So adapting the pitch for different mediums and making sure that there's the clear, quick takeaway is something that I found to be really important in making sure it's copy and pasteable. Sure. That makes total sense. Like anything else, the easier you make it for someone to do their job, uh, the more they're going to like working with you. So I think there's there's no exception um, when it comes to to working with the press. And you make a good point too about it's a it's an evolving story. Every business, obviously, if they're growing, new things are happening. And so uh, I think it's very important too that, uh, you know, I think unfortunately just due to lack of resources, like we talked about, sometimes you just don't have the team in place to manage a lot of this, but you know, you can't write a press release once and then just send it out for months on end. You know, it's, it's about finding those continuing touch points that you could really get journalists excited about and, and continuing to update your marketing materials and your press materials to make sure that you're focusing on what's relevant to them and, and you have fresh content. Because obviously, you know, news outlets are very focused on what's new, what's fresh and, and what's exciting. So you need to continually be updating those materials. 
Right. And it's not something that's too challenging either in terms of the amount of time that it takes up. Um, as a startup, you don't really need a PR agency or anything. You could find uh, having an intern do it or do it yourself to go through the different media's websites to find the emails that were different authors of articles, then type them up in a spreadsheet with the emails and which uh, media source they come from, look up a similar article that they've written, and then just do a mail merge blast of the same press release to all of those different writers um, and have one of the custom fields in that mail merge um, for the email to be a sentence that you customize for each one that says, I saw you wrote about this um, and really liked this article. It seems similar to what I'm doing with gift a meal and then you go into the story. So for instance, we would find uh, somebody that's written about a restaurant. Say, I saw that you wrote about Three Kings Public House. So I thought that you might be interested in what I'm doing at Gift and Meal because Three Kings is one of our partner restaurants. Um, or I saw that you wrote about, you write about startups. It could be broad like that. Just something that where you could reference, something and give them a compliment so they don't feel like it's a mail merge blast, but it, it's a little bit personalized, but doesn't take that much work. So with that, it would probably only take about... 30 minutes to an hour to put together a list of all the relevant media in your city. Um, then it would probably take about another hour to make a list of the writers and the emails for all of those people at those media sources. And then it would probably take another two hours to write one sentence for each of them in that same spreadsheet uh, of something that would be personalized to each of the authors. And then you could just send it out. And then once you make that initial contact and somebody does write about you or bring you on TV or whatever, then you could just include them on your press releases for the future to let them know that you want to keep them up to date so that their readers know what happened with that story. So it's something their readers are now having continued interest in. Um, so then it's almost building it up like your own customer relationship management portal for the press as well. And then whenever you give updates, it only takes like 10 minutes to send out an update to all of those press, but definitely something that's worth it to build up the relationships. That was great. I appreciate the, the, the in-depth practical look at actually how to get this done with limited resources, which I'm sure all of our listeners very much appreciate. And uh, you end on relationships, was, which is exactly what I was hoping you would finish with, because I think that's another really important point here. And obviously, you've definitely grasped that concept early on with, with the press you've received in that you, know, you have to move away from it being transactional and really think about it much like you would think about your, with you know, larger customers or restaurant partners or whomever it may be. It's, it's a relationship and, and the better relationship you have with these publications, especially starting small and local in your geographic marketplace, the, the more likely you're going to create a network that's going to be interested in what you're doing and, and want to cover your um, you know, you cover your things. And something else I've seen a lot of success with too in, in various founders that I've worked with is engaging with journalists and with publications on social media on an ongoing basis. So not only reaching out when, you know, you have something you want them to cover, but just commenting on their stories, you know, sharing links to other things they're writing that's relevant to your business, just, you know, getting your name in front of them on a consistent basis and, and showing that you're interested in the community that they're writing for and the things they're writing about. Um, that way, when you go and you do this outreach and you connect with them and talk about, hey, I'm working on this, they're going to recognize the name. They're going to know that you've already kind of proven yourself with that social proof that you're you're into this community, you know what you're talking about, and that you're going to be a, a worthwhile story to cover. So I think the relationship element is definitely one of the most important when it comes to uh, comes to the press side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that something along that note as well is keeping make, making sure that you're keeping it as a relationship rather than something transactional, like you said, uh, because another hint of warning is that you don't want it to become too transactional to the point that then 
they pass you off to their sales department to try to get you to buy ads, uh, paid stories or advertorials or things like that as well. You want to phrase it as, hey, I have this cool story for you that I think would be a good fit um, for what you're doing. Uh, I already wrote this out for you if you want to publicize it. Or phrasing it as, hey, I'm a local entrepreneur, would love your help to get the story out there. Um, so if you keep it in that way, it's a lot more likely that you're going to get this free press rather than making it transactional and having them try to sell you something. That That is a excellent point. And, and even that's something to consider too when writing your press releases, because you always have to remember that their job is to make the most engaging article for their end readers. And um, no matter how great your company is, at a certain point, you can't dedicate five to 800 words to exclusively promoting a company without it being an advertisement. And so you really have to go back to that story element of all of this and pull out those components that create an engaging story that of course promotes your business, uh, but does so in a way that readers of whatever publication you're, you're talking to are going to be interested as well. Andrew, on that note, I wanna transition and uh, not sure how much experience you've had in this realm, but um, obviously gift a meal with uh, um, you know, the, the mission, you've, you've had quite a bit of press uh, just looking at your website and I'm curious, do you, do you have any recollection, recollection of, has there ever been an instance where you've had to deal with any sort of negative pl- uh, publicity? So we haven't really had to deal with any negative publicity. Um, there's a couple points here. One is that uh, as a social venture, um, we've been fortunate that people like presenting us in a good light and see us as a feel good story. Um, and the second thing is that we're also just very, very transparent and upfront to try to get ahead of anything being negative. Um, because as a social venture, if there was anything negative about us, about like how much we are giving back or whether we do give back or anything like that, that could be very damning for us. And so we make sure that we're very transparent about how we're giving, how much we're giving and all of that. So that way we never get any surprise negative headlines. Um, we have gotten a couple negative reviews um, on like Google My Business or the App Store or Play Store, and those platforms all allow you to respond to the reviews in a way that you can kindly address their concerns and give them more information. And uh, then anybody that re- re- reads the reviews can see your response as well. But I haven't seen anything big with negative press for us. Well, that's good, of course, and and uh, and. But I think the the important note there is that you're talking about being prepared for if and when it ever does arrive. And I think nature of of I mean, it's sort of human nature, and it's the nature of business. Certainly, is no matter how great you are, at a certain point, you scale large enough, and there are going to be people that, for whatever reason, decide that you're not the thing for them, and and they are unfortunately going to potentially write some things, that, you know, that could be negative. And, and and I think you make a really good point, and this could, you know, this could transition to a, a conversation about customer service in general. But understanding when a negative review or a potential um, negative piece in the press, I think entrepreneurs need to remember that. It's not so much the the review or the the article that's the um, I guess kind of the standout piece or the damning piece. It's it's how you respond, and so I think having a plan in place to know how you're going to treat a, a bad review or a, a potential bad article, you know, you could really actually turn it around and, and create a situation where you know you can create fans for life based on the way you respond. And so um, I think just having the understanding that. No one, um, no matter how great your business may be, no one is going to ever fully escape 
negativity. And so having, I guess, the, the wherewithal to plan ahead a bit and, and know how you can get ahead of these things if and when they ever do arise uh, is a really good point. So I appreciate you sharing that. Just to, to kind of wrap things up here, because I know you got uh, plenty of work to do and, and uh, as do all the entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast, I just want to kind of wrap up and, and see, you know, for, for anyone that's starting out today, let's say their first 90 days into their new business, they've got an MVP up, just starting to think about a potential press strategy. Is there anything else you'd like to share with them? Just thinking back to the early days when you got started that you think could be helpful for someone that's looking to really maximize their efforts with limited resources when it comes to uh, developing a press strategy? Yeah, um, I would say uh, develop some early content that you could share with the media. So for example, if you have a folder of photos that media can use for articles and you include that on the emails or include a link to a Google Drive folder or something with the photos, I've seen that that's also been helpful to get press releases posted. Also, sometimes it's helpful to post text of the press release in the email at the bottom of the email in addition to attaching it, we found, in order to have them be able to read it right away rather than have to click on something, even though it makes it a kind of longer email. So a short email within the press release pasted underneath your signature and also having it attached has been something helpful. Addressing people by name when you are reaching out to the different press um, definitely helps increase the response rate having that one sentence customization of saying why you think they'd be interested in your story based on something else that they've written before. So they think that it's a lot more personalized. Um, And then if it's a student entrepreneur, then playing the student card is something that's helpful as well. So saying, hey, I'm a student at X university uh, working on the startup that does Y and we just launched our initial version of our product and this is the response that we've had so far and this is our overall vision. Uh, that's something that could be selling into the story. So having the kind of one sentence poll of like, what is that headline going to be of WashU student creates app to fight hunger in St. Louis would be like the headline of our early stories um, because the student card is something that people enjoy reading about kind of imagine the dorm room entrepreneur like a Zuckerberg or something like that. So yeah, I'd say start early to get to the media. There's not a huge uh, milestone that you need to hit in order to get media publicity. It's just about customizing that outreach and then politely following up with the media once you've reached out to them. Media can be super helpful if you use it in the right way, uh, both to publicize to get early customers and also to use as points of validity to grow. Excellent. Well, that's that's fantastic advice. Andrew, cannot thank you enough for, for sharing uh, your time and your wisdom with us today. You've done some incredible things with Gift a Meal, and we're all excited to see where things go. Where can people find you? So people can find us at giftameal.com um, or on the App Store. If you just search Gift a Meal or on the Play Store, we have a free app. So far, we've given about 315,000 meals, and we have about 165 restaurants in St. Louis and Chicago. So if you live there, uh, you'll be able to use the app now. And if not, you can recommend uh, your city to us at andrew at giftameal.com. So feel free to reach out if you have any suggestions for me as well, or have any follow-up questions on Gift a Meal, or check out the app and download it and start taking pics at restaurants. Excellent. Well, Andrew Glantz from Gift to Meal, thank you so much for joining us on the Future Founders Podcast. Really appreciate your time and look forward to speaking with you soon. The Future Founders Podcast is produced by the Future Founders team. As a reminder, be sure to leave feedback about your experience with us today in our survey at the bottom of the ePass. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next month.